You are listening to the OneOfUs.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. I think I'm going to start off with what you said, Luane, right on the preamble before we started recording. I don't know shit about West Africa. Um, I know Africa. I mean, I, I I know a bit about Africa. Like, I have a country named after myself in Africa. So, obviously, I know a bit. But I do know that, you know, if you look at a world atlas and you see all the continents, you see how, like, Europe and America or, you know, North America, everything's super huge in Africa. It's like, you know, it's big, but, you know, it doesn't look that big compared to the other continents. It is huge. It is such a huge country. Yeah, I believe the, uh, I believe the lower 48 states fit onto Africa three times. You think the U.S. is big. Africa is huge with different cultures, different uh, religions and stories and fables and colonial histories. Yeah, a lot of colonial uh, Spanish, Portuguese, uh, you know, all those Western European countries. They like to invade and take more land and to you know hell with the inhabitants who are actually there hi i'm chad today i got lewayne and matt with me say hi fellas oh chad hi, fellas i get it yes. now like i was like what is, yeah, 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 what, yeah, yeah. What is his middle is his middle name nairobi Ah, <laughs> uh, man that's great i love how that joke is super delayed that's amazing uh today we watched a movie called solemn Salum. Saloon? Yes. Uh, forgive the butcher and pronunciations. I suck. At- We're three white guys. So. Yeah. And I'm-, I'm pretty sure this was in French, right? Mostly. Yeah. Mostly in well, French. Yeah. It's actually or a little Portuguese, too, and a little Spanish. It's actually sort of important to the plot when they're speaking what? Because they talk behind each other's backs. But the right. The, the, the three main guys speak mostly French to each other. Yes. Uh, well, and then there's some ASL in this American Sign Language. There's oh, African a- Sign Language. Still ASL. <laughs> it's still ASL because America <laughs> invented it. Well, there's there's actually multiple sign languages, but regardless. Oh well, it, let's let's back it up a little bit. So basically, we got three mercenaries that have a military background, um, and they're saving a drug dealer from a coup d'état. Uh, and they have a bunch of money. They're on the run. They hop into a plane with this dude. And, oh, shit, there's something's wrong with the fuel. We got to land. Oh, we're going to go to Salum. Salum? Salum. Ah, shit. Luckily, well, you're the editor. I know, right? Uh, uh, I, think we gotta, I, I honestly believe it's one of those words like Dakar that we are not capable of pronouncing correctly. Salum. 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 I tried to imitate 
how it sounded when they said it, but even yeah. then, I got like nothing. I'll listen to NPR and when that when like the the overnight BBC news lady says Dakar, it sounds like a tiger having an idea. Yeah, and when when I say it, it's like I'm mispronouncing a cologne. But anyways, so these three mercenaries, uh, Chaka Awa and Rafa, they take this drug dealer. They're supposed to basically get him back to Mexico and be paid handsomely for it. They have to take this emergency landing because they have no fuel to get where they need to go next. So they end up in Saloon, which is basically, well, it's a mix. Like it's all, it's like a town. There's a lot of places in this movie. So many places. Like if you want title cards for different places in West Africa, this is the movie for you. Like every three minutes, there's a new location that they have to tell us where we're at. Anyways, they go to Saloon, which is basically like a vacation colony or kind of like a an it's kind of like a resort. But in real life, in real life, Saloon is the area. Right. It's like kind of a like um, there's the region and then the region has a big area kind of like Yellowstone in it. And then okay. it, it also yeah. has some cities that are like on four corners points so they're like they're like very like it's sort of a uh casablanca type location but where the the four gentlemen are staying it's just this little community where instead of paying them money you just work off you know it's you do the chores around the place you live at and you get to stay here and you eat and blah, blah, blah. You contribute. It's like what we used to do back in Neanderthal days where money wasn't a thing and shit. But they soon realize that, you know, there's some strange shit going on. And by the time we get to the second act, it like it doesn't feel like a horror movie at first. It kind of feels more like Dust Till Dawn, a Tarantino-esque guys, uh, uh, not a heist, but basically taking the gold and running and, you know, they're going to get their millions down the road but now they just got to finish this one last hurdle and they're going to get out of here but there's something to miss just kind of like with uh from dust till dawn like if you've never seen the trailer for that movie and you went to go see that movie like you're totally surprised by the beginning of the second act you're like holy shit vampires it's not what's in this but uh but anyways what what i like about i like about this is it's real twisty it mm-hmm. is like there's there's a there's a box and in the box there's a snake and then the snake's like surprise i have a cybernetic arm <laughs> you yeah. weren't expecting a snake punch were you yeah well and everybody's got their own motives for what they're doing i mean you got the three guys and then the guy running the place and one of his guests and then some of his other guests and then there's a few guests that are basically disposable but there's a lot going on with a lot of people, all of whom are keeping secrets from each other. What is it? The game that you always play, play Lewayne? Is it uh, uh monster or oh, the yeah. Crazier creature, <laughs> crazier creature. That happens a little bit in the beginning. Cause you get these little flashes of like, well, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time we get it, it's almost like two short films smushed together and it does have a three act structure, but it really doesn't does feel like, the first half is the setup and the second half is the resolution. Um, kind of like from dust till dawn. Cause it, you don't really see the, what comes after certain things happen. I don't want to give it away, but uh, you know what? I'm just going to say a f- 
<laughs> Anyways, after once that happens, like we get our supernatural, like, oh shit, what do we do? We we open the Ark of the Covenant, but it's really good. It's shot well. Like you can tell it's low budget, but you can tell the people that made this movie grew up watching, you know, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s action movies. Like the for what budget they had. Even there were parts where they had really heavy shaky cam that looked shitty and they were trying to do some uh, motion tracking with some VFX like it got a little lost sometimes, but it took itself seriously and it built like a decent world uh, that's really fun to follow. And it's only what an hour and 25 minutes. It's it's a quick watch and it's fun. The, the, and the three leads look like they're designed for action figures oh my god yeah yeah this, and the, like that part dude they're so awesome part where, they, where they crash land and then they're running and they're taking turns carrying the guy yeah that just made me just like like oh i've wasted i've wasted i've wasted my god-given physique i love and, how they had the the bruce campbell ash moment where they're putting all their garb on uh at the beginning of the third act and they're you know s- snap zooms and like closing stuff and putting gloves on and oh man I, it's simple shit that filmmakers have been doing forever especially in horror movies uh but it's a nice little callback to like hey i see you evil dead too you know <laughs> 35 fucking years later well and i like that there's a lot of um there's a lot of chakovian payoff in this and like mm-hmm. they yeah. take they take some elements that are you know the exposition happens really well here because there's this whole device where a character speaks sign language and sort of thinks to speak out of turn. And it turns out this unit of mercenaries has all taught themselves sign language so they can do like, you know, there's three bogeys in the trees over there and they, and they understand her and she doesn't fool them for a minute, you know? And so you have this whole um, situation where she is, telling one version of a story by sign and then there's some tension around nobody else at the table knowing what she's saying and and they use that to work in a bunch of exposition and avoid having it be on a crawl or having some guy like blurted out you know it, it's such a tense scene too because everybody else that doesn't do asl or at the time isn't you know proclaiming that they know asl you know they're all like hey what is she saying what's going on and the tension builds because she knows what's up and she wants him to know what's up or the example of just like like the adult mercenary having past trauma is a standard plot element but then they braid it back into what's happening in the present in a way that like jerks it into relevancy yeah oh yeah that was it, it and i don't feel like they overdid it like it, it's it it hits you quick in the beginning by the second act we start getting a little bit more layers well and it's if like, that makes sense yeah and it's like it feels like too much coincidence that they're back here with this guy and then yeah, and then they yeah. clear up that it's not coincidence and that that moment where um i think i think rafa the older guy where he's just like you know, if you wanted to come do this, you could have just told us, right? Like that, yeah. like that moment where we're like, we're, we're like, we're like combat brothers since forever. Like we don't, you don't have, you didn't have to machinate like this. It, and that's completely believable too. As you get into the third act and you watch these guys work together and as things go to shit, 
these these three are believable as guys who've become battle brothers without any question. Well, and, and the the movie I would compare this to, actually, believe it or not, um, is the original Predator. Yeah, because these yeah. these guys have this vibe, like they are they are the epitome of dudes being dudes, and they all have like their obvious affectations and and implied backstories, and they're they're like um what does Tim Roth say about uh the old man in the in Reservoir Dogs? Like he's just he's, they're just fucking cool, you know. He's just a cool guy, yeah. and like they're not you wouldn't want them to like date your sister, but you would want to play cards with them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they show it in the beginning how they're a unit they've obviously been through some shit together military background we get a little uh exposition an exposition dump in the middle um but it's not heavy and it's like just enough to be like okay makes sense but by the third act like the the bond between the three of them uh shines through in a couple keen moments and it's not cheesy or corny but it's like you know the uh brother in arms type vibe and you know the shit people who had to fight the battle of the bulge type kinship you know what i mean like uh and 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 it makes it harder in the end when certain things happen and, but and i i have to say that like technically the setting helps a lot here like the setting is mm-hmm. so unique and so well photographed that like yeah. you know, there's a couple, and I will say the one thing that I put solidly in the con column on this movie is there is one key, uh, one visual effect that is not up to snuff, and it is a key effect, and it's a repeated effect. Right? Which one? Well, I'll blur I, I don't, it out. I don't bleep wanna, it out. Like, I'll bleep it out. I'm the editor. The Fuck main, it. Basically, the is not that good of an effect, and a couple of times it even like sort of like there's some frames where you can tell it's like a you know yeah but the rest of the movie looks so good mm-hmm. that i forgave them for it and this cast like the um the three the three central mercenary guys um particularly i guess his name is mentor mentor ba that plays minuet the guy with the uh the guy with the um mohawk and yes uh awa the, the girl that doesn't speak the rest of the cast too but them in particular, I'm like, I really hope I get to see these people in more things. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope I hope they don't make three festival darlings and and not act because they were the the, the whole cast is compelling. You're you're like that. The, it works on the strength of like you're gawking the whole time. At like like, and that's why people compare it to Tarantino because it's like these are st- oh yeah, this is stylish cast. You know, looks like this might be the second film from the director Jean Luc. Uh- Herbolo, I don't speak French. Um, no, you don't. I was colonized by Britain. It's pronounced Herbulot. <laughs> uh, Jean Luck Herbulot. Got it. All right. Uh, dude has done a bunch of shorts and TV, it looks like. And uh, this looks like his second feature length. And he's got a bunch of stuff in post-production, it looks like. So I, I, I'm down. I think this is really good. It'll it'll do well on Shutter, and I think I signed up for this, and nobody else signed up for it. I'm like, please, the trailer looks so good, or at least the first 15 seconds look so good. I like this. Does take place in 2003, 
only because like there were less cell phones back then and you know just it's harder with horror movies nowadays where you watch newer horror movies where they're set in the present and there's the obligatory how do we lose communication bit I'm, I'm glad that this is just you know a far enough in the past where we don't have to deal with that but it's still close enough in time where you know there's modern weaponry and you know technology and shit anyways i had a really good time with this movie it, you know it's not just tarantino in this there's 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 a bit of every flavor of what has come before this movie and it's one thing to just completely rip off a concept and you know maybe change the flavor a bit but it's completely different where you take everything that you've learned and you loved and you put it into something it's probably not original because everything has been done because of Shakespeare. You're welcome. It's it's always good to like it's not just a new flavor. It's like it's a new brand. I'm going to give this. And this is really fun. And even though the effects were kind of OK, like that's just what horror movies are nowadays. Like it's they don't really spend a lot of bu- uh, time and budget on the VFX. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it 8.9. I can't quite give it a nine, but I'm going to give it an 8.9 out of 10 earmuffs. I really liked this. It had uh, I, I consider it a diamond in the rough. I had I saw it at a festival, um, I think in 2020. So when when you were like, "Is anybody else going to review this?" I'm like, "Oh, that yep, that's out, yeah." And um, I really enjoy the 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 transportation of it. Like you're, they put you there, and there's a lot of. Uh, there's real growth and there's real stakes and um, you feel the fatalities in this, you know, you, you, you care about the people despite them being almost empirically bad people. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And, and even the, um, you know, even one of the, the, there's, there's someone in this dies who is clearly a bad person or, or was in the past. And you, you actually feel like some shock at that, even though you're simultaneously siding with the guy doing it. Um, I don't know about you, but I heard uh, I heard Sam Jackson go. I'm glad that he's dead. I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know when uh, when that happened, but uh, it like I say, it has a it has basically one real technical shortcoming, and but I will say they do a pretty good job of keeping it off screen as much as they can. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> there's a couple little like weird things where I think maybe they were trying to be too clever in the French track and some humor didn't make it over. Like when they first, um, when they first wreck the plane and there's that voiceover, she calls the, the English speaking announcer calls them like men or not English speaking, but the, the subtitles call them, um, men on horseback or something or horse riding yeah. or horse riding men. And the word and the and the word she says is like that. You it'd be better to translate it as these mercenary knights. Yeah. And there's there's a couple because the 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 Spanish French word chevalier and caballero mean mean horsemen, literally. Uh, but they mean knight in context, and and so like there's some little things like that where I think some humor got dropped. And like, but there's other, there's some stuff in there. Like when, um, when Ao and Minute are in the boat together and, uh, 
they're just speaking in sign and he signs she says something like you guys are I know that you guys are mercenaries or something or or why do you um why do you do the things you do he signs back what do we look like fucking UNICEF yeah. And it, it it was a I, I sign only one liner got an audible laugh out of me right yes so so that's a testament to the um the uh acting job they're doing I'm I'm a huge fan of this I give it um I'm gonna give it nine out of ten ruined Gucci's oh dude this looks good it sounds good whatever technical thing fine I. That's the least of my concerns. I love watching this cast. Um, I I really hope to see all of them in something else. The 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 three mercenaries, the Bangui's hyenas or whatever, are they really they look like they're designed to have action figures made of them. They all have this really unique look, and they're all just you know they're great. I love the female lead. Um, Sign language is actually important to the story and not just an element of, hey, let's throw that in there. Um, so I'm always happy to see that represented legitimately. And I mean, this is this is set in primarily in West Africa, dealing with stuff that's really unfamiliar to me. So if I can get a really good horror movie and a new experience someplace that I've not seen, even better. So um Technical shortcomings notwithstanding, this is four out of five Remingtons. Mm. So is this going to be a Star Wars situation where this is going to blow up real quick and Kenner's not going to have enough action figures for Christmas? <laughs> I don't know, and, but if we're going to get getting... the box unwrapped <laughs> under the tree, yeah. like, oh, oh, it's going to be uh, Chaka cool. Can't wait to see it in real life. Thanks for the box, yeah. Bob. 